What's up, guys? Welcome to my podcast. Sorry I missed you last week. I, was, uh, I wasn't feeling good. It wasn't COVID. I just felt sick. Good old-fashioned sick. Remember that? Remember that? That's a thing. That's a thing. And actually, I did record an episode, but it sounded like crap. The audio was too loud. I don't know what happened. It was a fun conversation I had with my mom. Also, she didn't know that I was recording it, so I was like, I can't put this shit up. But I thought it was an entertaining, fun conversation. Uh, maybe one day I'll ask her permission to put that up, but yeah, I don't want to do it if she don't want me to. But today we have a special guest who is currently knitting a fleece jacket type thing. And uh, you want to introduce yourself? Hey everyone, it's Carol. Um, if you're an OG Mad Ange viewer, you've probably seen me in some of the old videos. Um, but yeah, what's up? Yeah, what do you remember what song we did? Some cadence, clear, whatever. No, well that, but we reacted to song. Um, it was twice. Twice, yeah. All right, this kind of like K-pop group. Female. They sing that song. You make me feel special. I don't know. That's a bop. Is that the one we reacted to? Uh, no, I think we watched something else. I don't remember. All right. Well, it was fun. If you want to go back and check that out, you can do that. You got to scroll quite a bit though. That was a that was over a year ago. It's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. A lot of people think I started with Italian music, but I didn't. I started with K-pop. The first I did a couple reactions to a couple Grey Days songs, which is Chester's band before Linkin Park. And then when he died, they were like, hey, let's get money off his death. I'm just kidding. But they remixed the songs and all and made them sound good, even though they were recorded way before Linkin Park. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So anyway, those were the first real reactions I've ever done. And they got no views. And I, it, the videos are hit. Oh my god, they're cringy as hell. Because <laughs> they're just the way I edited it and shit. But anyway. You gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Most YouTubers, when you go back and look at their old videos, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like a natural progression. You get good as time goes on. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Growth is important. Yeah. A lot of people are like, Oh, I can't start a YouTube channel. I don't have the right camera. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> just, yeah. Just do it. Like, it's not going to be... Even if you have the best camera, the greatest quality shit, it's still going to be cringy. Because you're, like, you're just... You're not going to know what to do. Even with all that. So it's better to just jump in and get it started. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it, too, is maybe that people don't think that they're entertaining or whatever you know well like they're boring to watch like i feel like to be successful on youtube like you just have to have some kind of star power you know like you have to be either likable relatable or entertaining sometimes all three yeah some people don't have that some people you just enjoy watching and some people you're like, I don't, I don't know. This, this, this. You gotta like, I don't yeah. know. It's, you gotta have something. Like there's some um, channels that I've watched 
for a while and it's just bad quality no editing but they're entertaining you know so it's yeah i watch a few like that yeah it doesn't have to be this like high quality production it's just a lot of people do that now because once you become successful it's then you feel like you can invest in expensive equipment and production yeah well you gotta you know you put back into the channel right like I watch the channel P Mac movies. He does no editing at all. He just puts his camera on. He talks about movies and DVDs, but he's there. He's a little weird in a good way. I'm not insulting him, but he's entertaining because he's 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 different. He's quirky. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He goes at the slippy dippy. Yeah. <laughs> she like she thinks he's hot. I'm sure. <laughs> she thinks he's hot. I don't. So what? Like what have you been? Is there any shows you've been watching or movies that you like lately? Um, well, I was watching this thing on Prime called Channel Zero. It's been out for a while, but I just finally caught on to it and I watched it all, thinking like, oh, okay, like last season was in like 2019 or something, so maybe they didn't put a new one out because of COVID. And then I looked and they canceled the show. Like, that's so devastating. What's it called? It's called Channel Zero. It was so devastating. Like, I finally, like, gave this show a chance, but it, it was too little too late. It's only one season? It's it's four seasons, but it's, like, six episodes. How did it end? Did it... I always wonder, like, if a show gets canceled and they have all this whole story planned out, but it gets canceled, what do they do? Make up a quick ending? Um, no. Like, so... With Channel Zero, it's different because it's anthology, so each season is its own complete story. Is every you know? episode a different story? Or no, is... just each season. All right, it's like American story. Horror Story. Kind, kind of. of, yeah. But there was this other show that um, I really liked on Netflix called Marianne, and it's a French show. Um, it's a French horror show, which is super rare because in France, apparently, their horror is not big over there at all. So it was a big hit, I think, somewhat in the U.S. Um, and globally, but... Netflix didn't renew it and they canceled it because it didn't it wasn't big in France all right so and the right and I was reading about it because I was so upset um because it was really really good um and the writers were saying that they were they just basically said what they wanted the second season and what it would have been if Netflix didn't cancel it so I guess they had the story planned a lot of people probably didn't watch it though not in France globally people watched it but Really? Netflix was just looking at the French statistics because of the French That's, show. I would think if it did good here and everywhere else, it would be good. It would be yeah. fine. So I was really upset about that. It was produced really well, filmed beautifully. See, I'm more of a, sh- a movie dude. I like shows, but it's you got to invest way too much time, man. Like we were watching the show Ray Donovan, and I loved it. We watched the whole first season, and. I still haven't gone to the second season because I know I got to invest a whole week to it. And it's like a movie you could watch. Boom, that was a great movie. Then you move on to the next movie. It doesn't take weeks to to watch, you know? Yeah, I mean, right down to it, it's good. But it's, um, I don't know if it's so good, like, 
that I would watch it without you. You know what I mean? You know how some stuff, like when we were watching Mayor of Easttown, great show, um, I had to stop watching it because I was doing something and it was so good. Angela kept watching it without me. Like really? Ray Donovan, yeah. Ray Donovan's not one of those shows where it's like, oh, I gotta find out what happens next. See, the thing with Mayor of Easttown, it's a one season show. It was planned to be one season. You can watch the whole... It's like one long-ass movie, but you know there's not like 10 seasons. If there was like 10, not even... All right, pretend there's like five seasons, it would be hard for me to watch the whole series. Because I'd yeah, be like, oh but my God. Then huge. there's shows like The Walking Dead. You've seen every season. It's over 10 seasons. Well, the thing with Walking Dead, while I hate that they release episodes weekly... You know, you got to wait a whole week for an episode. I could watch that because one episode a week, I could spare an hour. But when a show is all at once, it's it's like too much. It's it, Maybe if it's a new show like Cobra Kai, boom, a season comes out, I binge it, and then I don't have to watch 20 seasons at once. Yeah, but I kind of like that certain <clears throat> streaming services are going back to the weekly episodes because it gets people talking about it and it builds that tension that i that i miss with tv shows yeah you wait and it's not over in one shot and then yeah you, then you gotta wait a whole year like i know you hate euphoria but everyone was talking about that show every sunday i do hate and euphoria. it and the build-up you know what i mean like just having people talk about it and it made more people watch it because people were talking about it like, oh my god i can't wait to see what happens next week you know, and people would have watch parties. Yeah. Like, I just miss that community part of a weekly episode TV show. Yeah. Those, uh, maybe. Like, that'll never go away for movies, but it has gone away for TV. I don't even know if people watch regular, like, cable TV anymore. Right. I think older people might, but and I don't hate Euphoria. I I don't like. Well, it's just not your type of show. That's fine. But see, usually I like those shows about addiction and stuff, but they make it like kind of comedy action type vibes. I don't like the vibes of it, and it has the older I get, the more dirty. Nobody likes the nudity in that show. Well, nobody does. I think they do. No, and it's been brought up like by fans so many so much so that they've dialed back. Even the actors have started saying stuff. And the director's like, Okay, fine, like we'll cut back on that. I don't know what it is. It just didn't like the way everyone else says, Oh, it's so crazy, she gets really bad, she's like down in the dumps. It don't seem that crazy to me. I don't know what it is. Like it don't seem that extreme it's not the best show of all time it's it's entertaining um the end of the season was kind of dog shit uh the writing is just it's gotten so bad really yeah they left you know how when a season of a show ends you expect xyz to be plot holes to be like tight like tied off neat whatever like certain parts of the plot they get worked out and they're resolved right with the, with the way this season ended, it's major plot points were just abandoned. Yeah. No cliffhanger, no information that's like, oh, what's going to happen next episode? Like, the finale didn't even feel like a... It just ended but, and you're not even... It ended like, oh, you know, I, the girl who's on drugs, sorry, spoiler, um, she's 
not really a spoiler, but she was like, I stayed clean the rest of the school year. And it was just like, are you serious? Like You gotta wait for next week. She was just doing fentanyl. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm clean for the rest of the school. I was clean for the rest of the school what year. What did it skip time? She was, she's the narrator. So she was just kind of, yeah, it kind of skipped a little bit of time. But it also left like major plot holes she was about to be trafficked by this lady i seen that that she owed money to and they just never picked back up on that maybe you gotta wait till next season but on the timeline of the show months have passed you know what i mean so it's like where did the lady just kind of forget you know what i mean maybe they're gonna do a flashback i don't know you gotta wait it's it's just dog shit one of the main characters since she had a fight with the director he cut all of her screen time because he wanted her character to have an eating disorder. And she's a plus size girl. Yeah, you told me that. Right? So she has maybe one line each episode. And she well, that's, to be a main see, character. He should have told her before she even came on the show, we're going to want you to lose weight because you have an eating disorder. You can't just drop that on someone out of nowhere. Like, even, like, sorry, the cat's going crazy. Movies like Cape Fear and The Machinist. Those actors prepare ahead of time. Like the machinist, Christian Bale lost so much weight. He looked like he was on the verge of death. And he knew that ahead of time. They don't you can't just drop that on someone out of nowhere. Right. I don't know if he even said that she had to lose weight for that story, for that part of the storyline, but the season before the plus size girl, she was her character had started doing like webcam stuff for money only fans no like those cam sites like she, but they're kind of yeah cam soda <laughs> based some shit like that whatever many that vids. is <laughs> Come on, so she started doing that she was more comfortable with her body so it didn't make sense for her character to just suddenly have an eating disorder you know what i mean what do you mean that's real life though this is a show the, i'm talking you mean about it, the character in the show she had that yeah, in the show, the character became a cam girl. That kind of makes sense to me. Maybe she starts showing her body and she realizes, like, she... No, she started becoming comfortable with her body. She started dressing, like, super goth, dominatrix, like, really feeling herself and being really confident. And there was no, like, inkling in her story that she had any problems with her confidence. I don't know. It's just weird. So the actress had a problem with it. Her and the director got into it. She stormed off set. And next thing you know, she's not. She's hardly in any of the episodes. That's petty. She's like a background character. See, he's putting personal issues, mixing it with business. Oh, let me cut all your shit because you don't want to lose weight. That's stupid. Or, yeah, and then just like being lazy with the writing. It's like, okay, if you didn't want to go that direction, there's no way you could have rewritten her character arc for this season i'd have to watch it because i don't you know it's hard for me to judge with, with without yeah. seeing it i mean other than that the, the show it's, it's shot really beautifully the cinematography is really on point but the writing is kind of dog shit let me ask you a question mm-hmm. about a movie earlier i put on or yesterday i put on facebook my top five movies now i could switch these out because i there's so many movies i love I can make a top 100. Yeah. But I put Titanic, Basketball Diaries, Million Dollar Baby, Terminator 2, and I forget the last one. Green Mile? I'm not sure. One of them. But anyway, a couple comments were like, they were like, Titanic? Really? Titanic? This baffles my mind. And I'm reading it, and I'm saying, 
Really? How does like Titanic is a staple movie? Yeah, I don't understand why people would be baffled by that. It's, it's so, what's a, your question? Well, let me elaborate. It's a huge movie. It made a huge impact. It's it's one of the top grossing movies in the world. It costs so much to make. It's a beautiful story. It's an epic movie. It's a perfect movie. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> Am I the crazy one? Are you Why? crazy for what? I'm not understanding the question. I, it's like you would think I said like... Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the best movie ever made. I don't understand why these people find it weird that Titanic's one of my favorite movies. It's because difference of opinion. And different taste. It's not like it's I get this it's like, subjective. You know, the reason you may appreciate Titanic is different from maybe the way that other people have seen that movie. You know, some people might be like, oh, Titanic, that, I mean, you know, the history is already there. You just had to, like, pick two characters out of it. Some people might say that's a cop-out, whereas other people might say, that's genius. Well, obviously... The, and it keeps the history alive. The whole love story, and he had to put a story to it, you know, he can't just... Oh, you, a bunch of strangers get on a boat and it sinks. He had to make a story. No, too. I know. I'm just saying you, the way you see that movie is probably different from the way that other people see that movie. Some people might say, oh, it's way too long. Some people might say, I wish it was longer. You know, like I'm just saying people feel differently about, I guess, different stuff. That's all. I guess what my question is, is why is... That is shock that that could be on someone's top list. You know, it's it's an epic, beautiful movie that's made a huge impact on cinema. Right, but... So I don't get the shell shock of it. Like, oh my god, really? That garbage movie? I don't know. I don't know if they meant that garbage movie, but you know how there's like... Um, it might not have been a movie that's on anybody's mind. Not anybody, but that person's mind. You know how you see a really good movie, like... Um, let me say, like, uh, Shawshank Redemption, amazing movie, great impact, blah, 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 blah. That movie does not cross my mind when I'm thinking of, like, my top 50 movies. It's what, just not on my mind, but it's a great movie. What crosses your mind? Name a couple. Um, what's a movie I really like? I really like Carrie. I like, I like a lot of horror movies. See, if I had to break it down, like, if I was gonna really do a list, I would have to separate it by genre. Because obviously, Carrie and Titanic, you know, it's apples and oranges. Right. And then also, too, dramas. And dramas have the advantage of already attracting people who want a deep, complex story. Right? Yeah. It, but when it comes to horror, you're, that audience is not necessarily looking for a deep story. Can you name a movie, a horror movie, where you were like, wow, that was like a cinema masterpiece? Is um, there one? I don't know, because it's like, is there a perfect horror movie? I don't know. 
There are some that are really up there for me. A lot of people would like, say I Halloween. think Firestarter is a really good horror movie. But is it horror or is it sci-fi? I put it in horror. But it is. it does have sci-fi elements. You know? So I it's it's a horror is a weird genre for what, me. Alright, where do you play Sounds of the Lambs? I know you're gonna say psych- psychological thriller. It's a psychological thriller drama. A lot of horror fans get mad when people say that silence isn't horror because they're like, Why isn't horror why isn't it horror? Because it's good. <laughs> and you know, like and I kind of don't Feel controversial opinion. I kind of don't feel like The Shining is horror. Yeah, like if if Sounds of the Lambs is horror, then so is if all right. If Sounds of the Lambs is psychological thriller, then so is The Shining. Yeah, I don't think The Shining is a horror movie. That's a debate. I never thought of that because if I if, think it's a psychological thriller because you don't know what's real and what's not. He's it's a it's a. It's you're following this man through this little boy's perspective who's going crazy and losing his mind. Sure, yeah. there's a supernatural element of it, the possession know, and stuff like that, but it's not a horror movie. I think psychological thrillers is a subgenre of horror. Like if there's a horror is tr- an umbrella, yeah. If there's a tree, there's a branch on it that's psychological thriller, and then there's a branch that's zombie movies, and then slashers. I mean, same thing with um. It's in the same family. Yeah, there's there's crime horror, right? Which I would. I don't know what that is. Crime horror would be Silence of the Lambs. I thought that was psychological thriller. But it's it's a psychological. It's under the psychological thriller umbrella. Psychological thriller is. A whole nother umbrella under the horror umbrella, because then you have what's then you have like Shutter Island. Yeah. That's a psychological thriller, but it's different than Silence of the Lambs. Because it's more, because it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? That one's more like it's paranormal, kind of right. Right, and it's more like in crazy. I forget. Okay, like, you don't know if he's crazy or not. All right, I thought it was. So- I forget. I thought it was so- like some paranormal. And so, shit. like. So, like, uh, Shutter Island and, like, Donnie Darko would be, like, the same kind of movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? But they're both psychological thrillers. And Secret Window and The Shining and Sleep. Right. What's that movie called? The sequel to The Shining? Yeah, that. Right. Those would be, like, psychological thrillers. Whereas Silence of the Lamb would be, like, a part of, like, the crime genre under that because it's very police heavy. Yeah. Like, Prisoners. It's really, uh, like, police uh, heavy. Uh, you know what I mean? I love that movie. It's all about, like, the trials and getting the bad guy. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Why do you think... There's all these movies. Prisoners, Seven. I've never really seen the whole or Seven movie. Along Came a Spider. Along Came a... There's so many of them movies. Why do you think Silence of the Lambs... Now, this is just an opinion, but it's an opinion shared by a lot of people. Why do you think that movie is so... Like, above the rest. I think it's because... And you can give a bunch of reasons. Because the other movies... I haven't seen Seven, but the other movies are... A lot of those kinds of movies. It's all about us versus them, right? And we usually follow the police perspective of pursuing this dangerous criminal mastermind. But the difference between Silence of the Lamb is that... Hannibal Lecter, 
he's a bad guy, but he's not the bad guy. He's not the main one they're looking for. He's like the angel and the devil on Clarice's shoulder. He's both of those at the same time. He wants her to catch him just because he wants to feel like he was right. Not necessarily because of justice. So there's like that play there and that interaction that we love seeing between those two characters that's so iconic that that alone is arguably more interesting than her catching Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Most, like, remove Hannibal from the whole movie, and it's just her looking for Buffalo Bill. It would lose a lot. all of those other movies. Basically, yeah. And I will... He knows... Hannibal can literally tell her where this guy lives, how to get him immediately off the bat. All right, she's going to get a little drink. I'm listening. He can tell her, but he's toying with her. He knows the answers. He could... Hey, Buffalo Bill lives here. This is his address. Like he knows everything there is to know to catching this guy, but he's toying with her. It's fun for him. He likes talking to her. He he likes Clarice Starling. He would never hurt her. He would never kill her. If you've seen the movie Hannibal, he has a perfect opportunity to do so, and he doesn't. And uh, Clarice Starling, Jodie Foster. She is a huge part of why that movie is so good. Jodie Foster kills it. Anthony Hopkins kills it. There's like the perfect casting for that movie. Like it's the reason Hannibal's not as good or Red Dragon's not as good. And the way they filmed it I think Red Dragon is better. No, that's it's really good. It's it's almost up there, but some of the I don't know. The way they shot The Silence of the Lambs is perfect. They tried to duplicate it a little in Red Dragon, but some of them shots, just you just can't compare. Yeah. Like them angles when the camera's right on Hannibal's face, and it just, you're like... It's a great movie. It's definitely up there. Jonathan Demme is the creator. Or, and Thomas Harris wrote the book. I never read the book. I heard the endings really fucked up but you know maybe i'll read it one day i I got a scattered brain (coughs) but uh yeah man it's one of my favorites it's a good movie i don't know it's a great movie but i wouldn't say it's like one of my favorites it's not a movie i would be like i have to watch it at least once a year i could probably go another five years without watching it I watch it at least once a year, and not even on purpose. I'll just be in the mood for it one day, and I'll put it on. But I think it's such a good movie. Yeah. But it's definitely, it's in like, you know, like a Venn diagram? Yeah. Like the three circles? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like in that in-between space between like horror and like drama. Yeah. It's only hard because there's so much tension and people die. But it's not horrific or scary. It's pretty scary. I think now that we're older. But, you know, I mean, if people... But then again, what is scary? You know, like, Halloween is a huge franchise. I don't think Michael Myers is scary or threatening. Well, I mean... But it's huge horror. It's an icon in horror. But I don't think it's scary. 
it's hard to be scared at our age knowing that it's a cinema movie, it's fake. Yeah, if you watch it as a kid, that's like the true test of what is scary. Like, Freddy used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I mean, I know when you grow up, you realize, okay, it's not real. And I remember being really scared of Freddy Krueger, being afraid to go to sleep and things like that, but Michael Myers never scared me. Yeah. I'm just like, it's just some crazy dude in a knife, with a knife. You shoot him, he doesn't die, okay. But they never elaborate on, I think he's not scary because they will never admit what he is is he just a person that won't die is he He's, a phantom well in the later halloweens like halloween six or seven they they kind of try to dabble into that something with some voodoo or some shit like he's possessed. But they should have done that off the rip because no. to me it's like... The reason the first movie's so effective is because it's so simple. Like why is this guy just stalking this girl? There's, that's why I don't like there's it. There's no rhyme or reason. That's why I don't like it. Well then you're on your own. <laughs> I don't like it because they don't give you enough information about the antagonist. In, in Child's Play, you know... It's a guy who did a voodoo ritual. His his soul is in a doll. Yeah. That's scary. Freddy Krueger. You know, it's some guys, pedophile, whatever. They try to get away from that in later years because it's controversial. Well, in the first one, he wasn't. I think Wes Craven thought about making him a pedophile, but he was like, that's too much. So he made him just like a child killer. Yeah. So, in the remake, they make him a pedophile. Right. But, well, they try to, you know, irrelevant, but he gets burned and that's why he looks that way or whatever. Yeah. But Michael Myers, it's like, it's just some dude in a William Shatner mask stabbing people. Like, it's just, maybe it's scary because it's... William Shad. The most She's like obsessed with saying that. William because Shad. it does look like him. They had like no budget. No, they found I know a mask. they had no budget. I get that, but I'm just saying like maybe because I don't know enough about it and it's not. The thing about Halloween based in reality, it's if you watch all any slasher movie from that time, they're pretty friggin' corny and cheesy, and Halloween doesn't feel cheesy when you watch it it doesn't when you compare it to those movies it feels there's tension it's like the stalker stalking the babysitter type vibes it's now it's cheesy and it's michael myers has become like this he's like ronald mcdonald that's why he's not scary no more he's like he's even, even hannibal has become that like he's he's someone you love like he's a I know. I know what you're trying to He's say. He's become an icon where, like, how could you be scared of someone that is this icon? I get it. But I'm just saying, was Michael Myers ever scary? He is if you're in the middle of a sleep and you open your eyes and you see him standing there at your door in the middle of the night on your own. But I would be just as scared if it was some crackhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what about him is so scary? Other than, like, the context that you see. Well, name today. a movie that you think is truly, like, what gives you chills? I I know what mine is, and not a lot of people know this movie, rarely anyone, but what's yours? Um, I don't know. I gotta think about it. For me, it's a movie called When a Stranger Calls Back. <sighs> that whole opening scene. Not When a Stranger Calls. That's scary, but When a Stranger Calls Back. Did you ever see the beginning of that movie? I've seen it. I don't. I've seen it maybe when I was a kid. I don't know. 
the beginning is so it sends chills up my spine. No movie scares me. What happens? Tell him. So there's this babysitter. It's kind of like Scream, except please, <laughs> this is scary. Scream is not scary. There's this babysitter. She goes to this house to babysit, and you know she's making tea, blah blah blah, and she gets a knock on the door. Not a phone call. A knock. She answers the door and the guy's like, hey, my car broke down. Can I come in and use your phone? Yada, yada, yada. And she don't feel comfortable letting him come in. And he speaks in this very calming, creepy fucking voice. Not evil. He don't sound hostile or nothing. And he gives her all his info for the car and all. And she calls for him. Fast forward. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he knocks again. He's like, hey, the people never came. Or no, when she goes to call the number, her phone is dead. He cut the wire or something. The phone ain't working. She don't know that he cut the wire. And he knocks again and 20 minutes later or an hour later. Hey, they never came. Da, 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 da. And she's like, I'll try again. And she lies and pretends to call again. And yada, yada, yada. And he, he's like stalking her all night. And he, out of nowhere, she, oh my God. What happened? He's like, are you alone in the house? I've seen someone moving through the blinds. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, you gotta watch it, dude. The tension, the music, it is so scary. I'm not exaggerating. Okay. Guys, watch When a Stranger Calls Back. It is the most underrated movie, but it is so fucking scary. Mm -hmm. That beginning. The beginning is so good that it's a little hard for them to top it after that intro scene. Intro, yeah. But it is so creepy. Mm -hmm. It still scares me. Thinking about that music. Oh, my God. <sighs> Never mind. There's another, there's another scene that is super scary. I Please, guys, go watch it. <laughs> You, you can't think of a movie. Well, there's some movies that I watched in my teenage years that really scared me. Um, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, they're not scary. But that's just because you know what's going to happen, right? Do you know what movie? Um, yeah. Um, I watched Candyman when I was like 14. Candyman. And it was very scary. I watched it during the daytime and I was still like hiding under my covers and stuff like that during yeah. certain parts because... There's just so much suspense and, you know, um, and then, uh, when I was a teenager too, I seen like the insidious movies a lot in the theaters. Like yeah. I was there for every movie and the, just that franchise was really scary to me because the idea of like, kind of like the Freddy Krueger thing, like you go to sleep and you might never wake up, but insidious, it was like, you go to sleep, you dream, you go somewhere in your dream and you might never come back. You know, so that was, like, really yeah. a scary idea to me. Um, and then The Conjuring, of course. I just really like those. I love Supernatural. Yeah, some re I, those movies don't get me for some reason. I did... The first Paranormal, I, I thought, was pretty scary. Uh, I, I saw that in theaters, too. I think I was 12. Oh, really? Yeah, you weren't allowed... But we got some, like, some grown-up that was buying tickets anyway to, like, say they were our parent. Uh, rebel. Yeah. And I went and I saw it. And it, it was, it's like a scary theater movie, but, 
you know. The thing about... Hold on. The thing about those spiritual paranormal movies, I think the reason I don't like them is because they're too slow to me. The build-up... Like, the whole movie, you're waiting for something to happen, and then it happens real quick. It's like a flash... Then it's over. Then you gotta wait for another thing. And then it's flash, and it's over. I don't like those... I wanna, like, see something. I don't want no quick flashes or... I don't know. Tension bores me, too. Like, even, like, in Michael Myers... Well, Michael Myers did it good. But movies where they just built... The whole movie's like a build-up for a quick flash. Like... Well, I, I think also, too, because... I think supernatural movies aren't interesting to people who don't believe in supernatural things. Like, if yeah. we had a ghost in the house, he'd be like, oh, it's just the wind. Like, it's an old house or it's <laughs> yeah. the cat. But for people who actually do believe and are afraid of, like, demons and things like that, like, those kinds of movies are scary. Yeah. And they're relatable in the way that, like, that could happen to anyone, you know? But, like, so somebody who doesn't believe, it's like, that would never happen in a million years. Yeah. True. So, so, so to people who don't believe in stuff like that, it's kind of like watching a, you know, like a fantasy movie with elves and basically. And know? I and I feel like, like, all right, you're a spirit. What are you gonna do? Just spook me? Just go woo? And then that's it. And then <laughs> like, there's I, people <laughs> like me. Like I believe that like you could be killed by them. I guess. You know. So let me ask. All right. So recent, not too recent, but a couple months ago. For the first time ever, I introduced, well, I didn't introduce her, but I showed her a movie, a classic movie, known as The Exorcist. Her I've first, seen it. This, you said it was the first time you've seen it, I guess you were lying. No, I've seen it before when I was a kid, but I never watched the whole thing until recently. So you didn't really see it. Okay. Continue. Of course, everybody's seen what The Exorcist looks like when she's demented. Her name's Reagan. Oh. What did you think of The Exorcist? Did it live up to all this prestige hype? No. Maybe for the time, but no. So what do you think? As an Exorcist movie, do you think it was good? I think it was accurate. Um, but do I think it was... I think it was good. I don't think it's like the greatest possession movie of all time. Maybe when it came out, oh yeah, for sure, because what was out, but... I haven't seen enough of them to, to say whether it's the best or not. But know? I don't think it's the greatest of all time. I think it's cool they did it, you know, with the kid and, you know, stuff like that. Really dynamic acting. The acting was great. The scares were awesome. It was cool to see the transformation. Um, Alright, mm -hmm. you just made me think of something. The question I had earlier, name a movie that is... A truly good movie that is straight horror. I think that is probably the best one. That it's not psychological thriller. It's not. It's a straight horror movie, but it's done really good. Not cheesy. Okay, what movie is it? The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Okay. Even though it's a supernatural horror movie. Well, then every soup, then every movie is a supernatural. A possession movie is supernatural. The enemy is invisible, right? Yeah, but I mean, there is a, there's a, there's a thing there. There's a force there. There's a human there. You could say everyone. You could say Freddy's possessed if you want to do that. No, I mean, 
The Nightmare on Elm Street is also supernatural because Freddy doesn't exist in the in the real world. But it's horror. But it's horror, yeah. I'm just saying, as far as... I'm just saying, I just asked that because I know you said you don't like supernatural movies. I don't like ghosts and spirits. When I say, when I say that, that's what I mean. Okay. Even though you can say the exorcist is a spirit of the devil in this girl... It's different to me, you know, like you can touch her, you can feel her, she's not well, if you say that, spirit. then I'm gonna say the um the conjuring too, I didn't see it, so I don't know it's the same thing I didn't see except, it except uh the now, girl who's that possessed in it one of the girls I didn't see it, yeah, either. it's a really you, good one. you think it's better made than this, like less cheap like not cheesy or not. None of the cheat. What I'm saying no, is, no, I think. Well, I think it is really. I think that's my favorite Conjuring movie. So I'm gonna say that, um, because it's not so cut. The thing about The Exorcist, which is a, that movie's like you know a pinnacle of its time and really innovative for the time. Oh uh, right? yeah. I'm saying, I like The Conjuring too because it just like. It wasn't so easy. Like, The Exorcist, it made it seem almost easy, like, to get her unpossessed. Because it was really straightforward. Just keep praying and, you know, stuff like that. It goes away toward the end. It gets, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it gets worse before it gets better. With The Conjuring 2, like, I don't know. Like, they thought she got better, but it, because they thought she was possessed by one thing, but it turned out it was another thing, and you actually do get to see the entity that is possessing her. It's like, I don't know. I just like it. I think maybe that's what ruins movies for me. Those kind of movies. Like, seeing it immediately takes me out of the realism of it. Like, isn't there scenes where they, like, go into these, like, gateways to hell? And stuff like that takes me, automatically makes it not feel scary anymore because it takes the real out of it. It's fit for me. Okay. Like, the fact that you don't ever see the spirit. You do. There is... Remember that flash, Captain well, yeah, Howdy? <laughs> yeah, you see the demon, yeah. But you never... You just see it in flashes on the screen, like, really quick. But it's it's Pazuzu, different. right? Captain Howdy. Yeah. And how did, he kills it because it jumps into him, and then he jumps out the window. So that's how he gets... He kills this entity. Right. From what I understand, from what I've seen in the movie. But the then, isn't there a, um, I forget, but there's like a theory because Reagan and her mom moved to California at the end of the movie. And there's another supernatural. I don't remember that. Yeah, because she packs up and moves. Don't it just end with him jumping out the window? No, it, it, it. The scene ends like that, but then it shows Reagan's all better. Her and her mom have suitcases, and they're getting in a car to move to California. All right. I kind of do um, remember There's that. this movie. I forget what it is, um, but it takes place in California, and there's a theory that it's connected because it's also a possession-type situation. What's it? The Exorcist of Emily Rose? N um, no, it's, it's something else. I forget. I'll have to look into it, but... I like stuff like that, too. Like, fan theories and lore. Things yeah. like that that just keep you really invested in old <laughs> movies. 
I'm not into them because I they're I mean they're neat. It's fun to think about, but I just I don't. A lot of times it's just shit people made up. But it's nice. It's nice to have discussions. You know, whether it's real or not, you're like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, one of those things? Yeah. You know. The thing I like about The Exorcist is, to me, one of the best scenes in a movie. It's a scene no one even thinks about. Is when she's going to the doctors and she's getting them tests. They put the needle in her. They draw blood from her. It feels so real to me. It doesn't feel like a movie. I feel like I'm watching a procedure on TV, like a real thing. Mm-hmm. They shot that really well, I think. Yeah, that was a decent scene. It was really well done. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many like umbrellas in horror that it's it's hard to like say what's the best horror movie of all time because there's so many avenues you could go down yeah and then there's like the cheesy you have to do it tournament style you know what i mean we should do that where it's like okay we narrow it down by genre and then put those movies against each other and then we'll decide the best one yeah you know but it's just it's just because there's so many avenues so many differences and nuances and things like that i wanted to ask you about now, also another classic I made her watch. This is not horror, but I made her watch Rocky, and yeah. I love Rocky. And people might say it's because I'm from Philly. I don't think that's the reason. That doesn't hurt of why I love it, but it could have been in New York or anywhere else, and I still would love it, but it might, yeah, it probably adds to it. Why do you think Rocky is such a loved praised movie um because it's a classic rags to riches story that's it pretty much there's a lot of movies like that that don't have the impact rocky had yeah but i think people like rocky because it's personable like it's more relatable especially for the time it came out it's based in current time and it's not like um pursuit of happiness or anything where this guy gets this like that's an amazing hundred thousand dollar salary job at ibm or whatever like that's not relatable to the average person but you do want him to win he wins he works hard he deserves it but yeah. when it comes to rocky and stuff this is a guy who is not smart he in in the context of the movie he's not particularly attractive he doesn't really have much going for himself so it's kind of like uh he's like a regular neighborhood he's a regular guy. guy so he's like what what do I have to offer this world? So he just starts, he just gets into fighting, you know? And then he becomes really good at it and rags to riches, right? But you can also compare that to the movie Cinderella Man, right? But that movie is less relatable because it takes place during the Great Depression. We are so far removed from that time. Yeah. That it's not as relatable as Rocky. I really like the idea of, you know, a lot of ways they could have did it where it wouldn't feel believable. Oh, I'm sure he's going to get a chance to fight this huge boxer. But the way they did it is Apollo Creed was having a problem fight, finding an opponent that anyone gives a crap about. So he looks in this book at local fighters. You know, it sounds believable. Like, oh, we could, I could fight this guy, the Italian Stallion when in America on, what was it, Columbus Day? Mm-hmm. It's believable. It seems like, you know, sometimes they do things in Hollywood to sell tickets. Things that are a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, just like the way they use Brock Lesnar 
Like, that was a huge thing for them in UFC. Oh, my God, Brock Lesnar's coming to UFC. Right. I mean, it gets the clicks. It gets the the asses in the seats. Yeah. And yeah, people would love to see an underdog fight a huge name. Just mm-hmm. like the that, what's his name? The Irish guy, the UFC fighter. Him fighting a boxer. Mm-hmm. He's a UFC dude fighting a boxer. Right. That was huge. People were... People, you never even heard of UFC before, and that was so huge. I like that they, it was a good way to make it believable of how. They don't leave that part unexplained. Yeah. Like in a lot of movies is. Um, okay. I think people love Rocky for what you said, but also the character of Rocky is so lovable. (laughs) He's like he's a guy you want to know, like yo rock. He's a nice man, right? He's a likable character, and a lot of movies are filled with. He's humble. He's he's you know, he's humble. He always looked out for the people. He didn't like get rich and famous and forget where he came from. Yeah, and he's positive. He always tries to look at and the bright side. And that's what everybody wants to see. That's what everyone wishes they saw on their favorite celebs or actors or whatever. That's like the ultimate yeah. like, fantasy of what you think, what you would like to believe that every rich, famous person is like. They still take care of their family. They still keep they still keep touch with their childhood friends, you know. And it's just kind of, it fulfills that fantasy element of like, you know, you can become successful and still be a good person. You're right. I never thought of that like that. You know, you never see. Usually, in when you see the other side of celebrities, it's you're like, really? That's how they are. It's, you know, I don't really like them that much anymore. Right. It's like that phrase, like "Don't meet your heroes." Yeah. You know, because they're probably pieces of shit. But you know, Rocky being. Rocky being the character that he is, it kind of like, like he's a hero you can be. Yeah. And you see what you get. Like, what you get is what you see. He's, right. There's no BS fake act. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Rocky. So I made her watch all, what's there, like six of them? Yeah, it's a lot of movies. And they made me watch, made me watch the first Creed, um... It's a good franchise. It's not really for me. I don't really like... This is apparently a controversial take, but I don't like sports movies. And he says Rocky's not a sports movie. It's not a sports movie. But it is. It's a boxing movie. Boxing is a sport. It's not a sports movie. Um, it's, but I was just never... Like, you say, oh, you don't like supernatural movies. Like I, And a lot of the movies I like, oh, I'm like, oh, I don't really consider it supernatural, but okay. Well, what did, did you like Million Dollar Baby? Is that a sports movie? It was a good movie, but yeah, I'm not into the sports aspect of it. She doesn't like movies that pull at your heartstrings. I like that movie Bruised, you know, Holly Berry that just came out not too long ago. It, it was good. It was good, but it, it... But I don't like sports movies. Something about it felt bland to me. Kind of like a steak with no salt on it. It was good, but there was something about it that I just didn't love. I think it's because you've just seen way too many fighting movies where you're like, okay, like before she even got into the ring, right, we knew she wasn't going to win because that's how it, That's how they did it in Rocky. I don't think that's it. I don't know. There's To me, that's the perfect example of like pretend you're not a movie maker. Like before you even watch it, you're comparing it to every boxing movie you've ever seen. That's not why though. 
Then why? Pretend you're you're not a movie maker. I'm not a movie maker. There's things that they do when creating movies, shots, you know, cinematic parts, the way they film it, the way the camera is, the way it's acted, the cutting, the editing. Things that, like, you could watch a movie and you're like, this movie's the same as that movie. Why isn't this one as good? That's why that one wasn't as good as Million Dollar Baby or Rocky. Some choices they made that I can't even pinpoint just didn't immerse me or give me those feelings that those movies gave me. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I get it. I get it. Especially Million Dollar Baby. That's, like... I don't know. That movie's not really in my top because it's a sports movie. It's not a sports movie. It is. It's about... She's a boxer, but the movie is not about boxing. It's, and and she, most of it is her training it's with about, this coach that doesn't want to train a girl. It's all gym-focused and her working hard yeah. to be good at the sport, and then there's a tragedy. But it is centered around the sport. I don't see it like it. It's like people saying The Walking Dead's a zombie show. It is. It, yeah, but it's about the characters. It's about It's about the people in this screwed-up world. You know, it's not, like, I'd say, what's that, Z Nation, that's more like a show about zombies. You know, it's it's heartless, it's less thoughtful, it's it's more about the gore and the craziness and the, oh my god, these zombies type thing. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could say that about, you know, any apocalypse show or movie. Not the road. It all kind of follows the same thing, whether there's people or monsters or not. You know what I mean? It's all about the people trying to survive with the odds stacked against them, right? And then, the pe- and you think like there would be more humanity when there's when it, when all of humanity has a common enemy, but we're still each other's enemies too. Yeah, we you got know? we got a taste of that in real life, even like with the COVID, like oh. I- I'm getting my supplies. F everyone else. I'll wipe this shelf clean and not care about if anyone else gets anything. Right. The and now with the threat of like war and nuclear fallout and stuff, it's going to happen again. Yeah. Where shelves are going to be wiped because people are doomsday prepping and... There's a lot of ugly in the world. But yeah. let's not... There is a lot of good too at the same time. It's just you tend to focus and see the bad, you know, more... Easily and obviously. It's because bad weighs more than good. Like, muscle weighs more than fat. It's true. I'll get a thousand good comments on a video, and that one bad one is the one I focus on. It's heavier. And I want to go to their house and beat them up. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's that's just how it is. It's terrible. Yeah, man. Jimmy's cleaning his, uh... His little toes. Yeah, Jimmy's a cutie. He's... He gets on my nerves. He pees a lot, but all right. Oh, I wanted to ask you about the mm-hmm. Firestarter remake. Since we're on movies and TV, I don't want to switch subjects. Do you think it's going to be good? I think it's going to be good. Um, the girl that they have playing Drew Barrymore's character seems like she's talented, um, and I hope that she continues to act. 
Um, is she in anything else that I would I know? I haven't seen. Oh, I don't. I think I have seen her before. I can't even remember what she looks like. I, th- I think she was. I gotta look it up, but I think it might be that little girl that gets taken in the beginning of Doctor Sleep. I didn't. I only seen bits of that. Okay. But yeah, I mean Zac Efron's a weird choice. But then again, I haven't really been following his like <laughs> acting pro portfolio. I don't so mind I don't him. No. Like I haven't been watching how he's been acting lately. So I don't know yeah. if he's right for that role. Um I think he is I think he'd be good. I don't I don't think I've ever seen any Zach Efron movie besides Baywatch. <laughs> and I'm not you know I'm not a fan of pretty boys like that. But something about him don't don't annoy me. I don't know why. I don't know what it is because he's usually someone I would not like. Maybe because he played Ted Bundy. Yeah, it's this girl. Yeah, I've seen her in something it. before, some type of horror type thing before. But it's not the girl from Haunting of Hill House. It's a different girl. Um, but I mean, I think though, if they stick to the script, it's a hard movie to mess up. The only thing I'm worried about. Is the CGI. You know, Hollywood and these new movies love CGI. Yeah, and I think what was so charming about the original was that you could tell there was real fire on set. Yeah, that scene when they're in the science lab, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. That whole scene of them trying to get her to use her powers. Dude, it was good. It was good. And I love the guy who plays her dad. He's in another movie I love. Called an officer and a general gentleman. Yeah, the only thing that I kind of wish that they would have um, honored was the timeline. What do you mean? Like I understand they're trying to re- make the, the movie or the remake. The remake. I understand they're trying it. to modernize the remake by making it take place in real time. Oh, so you mean it's set in now days? That's what it seems like. But I wish they kept it true to the 70s. Yeah. Now, yeah. Because there like, was something so charming about it taking place in the 70s. And it was pro- it would be more crazy to believe. Nowadays, you'd be like, oh, a girl has power. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. And then nowadays, too, with like the surveillance state of things, it's like, you know, how are they going to incorporate things like that? Are they going to incorporate like some CCTV footage from like a security guard? Like, yeah. You know, like, which. I don't know. Stuff like that kind of ruins, like, the charm. Maybe they didn't feel like if they said it in the 70s, they would have to, you know, have old car. They would have to do a lot of extra shit. They do that for Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things takes place in the 80s. Maybe they... You know, and I think that's another really charming thing about it, too. Unpopular opinion. I do not like Stranger Things. Well, I think if you, like... Firestarter, you would like Stranger Things once you get into the meat and potatoes of it. But it is kind of a slow burn to get to the point, especially in that first season. But it's kind of cool. I tried to watch it. I just, I don't, I can't pinpoint why I don't like it. And there are parts of it where it is kind of scary. I think it's like I don't get enjoyment or entertainment out of watching like six-year-olds i don't know like it's boring to me like i I don't know i I don't know what it is because i used to like 
Home Alone and it's like um, the Goonies and all. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like the Goonies mixed with like Firestarter. Yeah. Except instead of setting shit on fire, she can just move shit with her mind. It's a good movie. I I just watched it recently. Uh, couple yeah, I, I made him watch that. He never seen it before. Yeah, never. It's kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of like one of Stephen King's more under the radar movies. Definitely. But I, you don't hear people talk about it much. It's all it this, it that. It's the shining. I love the f- original it. The new it, unpopular opinion. I liked it when I first seen it. Then when I rewatched it, I don't know what it is. I just didn't love it as much. The CGI, there's too much CGI and there's too many flashes. Stop giving me flashes. Yeah, the, the way they did Pennywise is kind of weird. It's just kind of like, why have Bill Skarsgård sit through, like, eight hours of makeup just to CGI over him? Yeah, like, you know? he don't look real. He looks like... He's it, too smoothed out. And I don't love the look of the new Pennywise. I don't mind it. It's, um, it's too, like... It's, like... It's too cartoon character-ish. I like a real clown. It looks too... I don't mind it. But I do think it chapter two. And he looks too young. He looks better. like he's like twenty. <laughs> like I'm not scared of a twenty year old clown. I think it chapter two is better. I only seen bits of that. And I think the original with Tim Curry should have been made in two movies, like they did this one. Yeah, well, back I don't think they had a big budget, and I'll admit it's very cheesy when you watch it nowadays. But it's nostalgia. I think they had a decent budget for it yeah i think because that was the time when like poltergeist was out and all of that and these like that doesn't mean they had a big budget no but i mean these production companies were willing to put more cash down for horror movies yeah it was uh, and stephen king had pretty good track record already so i think by the time they made it like they were willing to you know they didn't have a you know avengers budget but you know what i mean see i'm i'm trying to think like i do like the new it i don't i like it i like i like the the kids characters a lot better i love everything about the movie except the quick flashes and the overuse of cgi and everything else i love it I thought it was a good remake, and I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good, and I like that you actually do get to see Georgie's arm come off. Georgie! Like, in the original movie, like, Georgie just kind of disappears, because, you know, back then, you couldn't really, like, see kids die on screen and things like that. Um, But you get to actually see the terror of what happened to Georgie. I could agree with that. Which I like, and they and then, I don't know, and I I haven't read the full book. I used to I tried to read it before, um, but it just seems like uh, closer to the style of the book, the storytelling. What the new movie? Yeah, because they gave it breathing room by splitting it into two parts. Yeah, that's it's a lot in one shot. Um, definitely. Yeah, but. Overall, it's a good movie. 
I think it's good too. What did you think of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that did not make it to the theaters? Did you know that was supposed to go to the theaters? And then no. something, something, and they sold the rights to Netflix. So we probably will never get another Texas Chainsaw theater-released movie ever because of the times we're in, because people want to see superhero movies. They don't want to see superhero Martin Scorsese said it. Superhero movies killed cinema. Yeah, I mean, I think that the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was good because it gave you that feeling that you get, what am I trying to say? Like, I remember, it just takes you back. It gives you a feeling of nostalgia, not for the movie itself, but the feeling of watching a just a slasher movie. Yeah, you want a brand new slasher movie and putting the lights down dark and having your popcorn. Like it just takes you back to that excitement of seeing a movie that you know is going to be good. Yeah. And I yeah. it was in the beginning I was like, "Oh, this is going to be whack." <coughs> but you're rooting for Leatherface, like you're on his side. Yeah, like you already know what what time it is when you put that movie on. It's hammer time. You just want to see Leatherface kill everyone, and he kills everyone. Yeah, and that movie was good. They didn't spend an obnoxious amount of time of you getting to know characters that are going to die. It was short. I heard a lot of... I heard it was originally, like, a woke movie. Like, a really woke movie. Like, the characters are, like, anti-gun and all this shit. And apparently they cut a lot of that out. If that would have Which made is it why really it's so cheesy. short. I think that would have made it really cheesy. You can see a little elements of that sprinkled well, in yeah, when they're when talking they're about... Like, You're going to get canceled. Or that, but that scene when they're like, who's this douche with the gun? Yeah. And I think that's why it was short and some characters didn't seem that fleshed out. Even the lady that returns the, to mm-hmm. kill Leatherface. I'm, I bet she had way more and they just cut it out. And they're yeah. like, you know what, let's just fucking kill everyone (laughs) yeah and i think they made the right choice yeah it was a fun movie it's not like you know a grand amazing movie it's a fun quick horror movie it was fun it was entertaining and it was a movie i would watch again yeah me too i hope it gets a physical release because i'm a dvd nerd or blu-ray now Mm -hmm. i know you were obsessed with um don't Look Up, which you recently watched. <sighs> Don't Look Up was so good. I love that movie. And I, when I seen the trailer, I was like, it looks all right. It looks kind of corny. I, I, I didn't really care to see it. Yeah, you were putting off... Wa- you know you wanted to watch it because you're a super <laughs> fan of Leo, Leo DiCaprio, but... Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm sorry. Leonardo DiCaprio Jr. Whatever you're a super you're a super fan, so you were gonna watch it no matter what. But I know he was putting it off because he's not a big fan of disaster films and things like that. But when we actually did watch it, he was like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy!" Which I mean, he liked it even more than I did, which I, I didn't think it. he would like it much at all. It's on my top hundred, which is good. It just I don't. It was it wasn't boring. It was really relatable to real life. You know, they're showing us a mirror of how stupid we are as humans. You know, there's this travesty going on. Something 
that's going to change the world. It's going to destroy the world. And nobody's listening. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to go about their day. It's so good. I thought it told the story perfectly. It wasn't boring. Some people say it's a comedy. And it is funny, but... I don't consider it a comedy. It's I don't, not a comedy. There's just comic relief. If yeah. they didn't have the jokes in there, it would be a really heavy movie. It'd be one of them boring, like, oh, the end of the world. It'd be like um, 2012 with John Cusack. It'd be like that. Which I thought that movie was ridiculous. I liked it. I've seen that movie so many times. See, that movie tried to mix, like, Mission Impossible with, like, real-life catastrophes. You know, he's, like... Friggin and now he's like outrunning like the biggest earthquake. In the yeah, world. like come on, yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> that that's a little much, but that's why I liked uh, Day After Tomorrow better. It's a little more realistic. Yeah, yeah I like the I like the um the story of it though, because there were parts of it that were super realistic too, right? Like yeah. these uber rich people have already saw this coming. So what did they do instead of like doing something about it so it doesn't happen? They um just build a giant ship that only rich people can survive on. You're and talking like, about Don't Look Up? 2012. Oh, they do that too? Yeah. And, of course, John Cusack, like, they make it to it. And as the ship's pulling off, they do that weird, like, you know, jump across. Yeah. This impossible jump to get on the yeah, ship. Yeah, I think that's the scene I seen where I was like, oh. Yeah, they make it more fantastical than it ever needed to be. Yeah, they turn but, it into, like, you know, crazy... They mix action with realism. Yeah. But it was, you know, Don't Look Up, I really enjoyed. I encourage everyone to go watch it. Um, and I was a little worried. I was like, man, this ending could be really shitty. This ending could ruin the movie. And it didn't. It was a satisfying ending. Don't spoil it. Right. But, you know, I was watching an interview and Leo said it had to end like that. Like, Well, the, yeah, if they, if everything, you know... If they, if it was any different, it would have been like cop out. A cop out would have been corny. Yeah, Le yeah. Leo was like, we, I wouldn't have did it if it ended any other different way. Yeah. So yeah, it's and a really good. Even when movie. I was watching it, I was like, I wanted to end this way. Me too. I was, I in the back of my head, I was like, if it, if it ends in a, you know, a good way, I don't want to spoil it. But if it ends, right, the opposite way of what they're building up to then it's gonna be whack it's gonna be a cop out it's gonna suck it's gonna be like all right well now you're saying maybe we should just not take things like this mm -hmm. serious but it was great i loved it i give it a 10 for real it was good, it was really good you know it's 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 tough for these new movies to be good it's crazy because like so many movies come out every year and out of the year I would say there's maybe one, two good movies that actually that come out. Yeah. You know, like last, what movies came out last year? I don't even know. A movie that came out last year, I really liked *Malignant*. I thought it was genius. And really I gotta can. watch that. Um, *Conjuring* uh, three was okay. I liked it because it didn't end in like a uh, a lot of the *Conjuring*. Annabelle kind of movies always end in like a kumbaya type of like way. Um, <laughs> kumbaya. But, and then they set it up for like the next movie. Right? But this yeah, one ended a in clip. a way where it was like it was just the complete story and that was it. Yeah. Which I really liked. There was even a scene 
if you do watch it, wait till after the credits. After the credits. There's, what, there's, don't look up. Yeah, there's also another scene that we didn't, we just left it on. We weren't waiting or nothing. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. And it's like a fun little ending scene. But yeah, yeah it's a good movie. Um, yeah. Another good movie that came out in the last year, which controversial, I think Spiral was a great movie. I liked Spiral. I, thought I, I don't know great. if it was great, but I did like it. Was like it was great in the Saw franchise. Compared to some of them other Saw movies, I think it was great. It was fresh. I thought it was really good, too. I did miss... I miss John Kramer a little. Oh, I mean, they can... Oh. They're making another Saw movie, which I found out watching one of my horror podcasts. Well, I knew they were going to do a Saw 11. They're not doing... It's not a continuing from Spiral. No, it's back to the regular timeline. And John Kramer, who's been dead since Saw 3, is back. <laughs> They need to just let it go. No, fuck that. If they were gonna, if they were gonna keep him so long in the franchise, they should have never given him cancer. They probably didn't know what a success it would have been. They probably they didn't know. And you know, like I mean, how how much for planning could he have done? Hey man, he's man. How he many times is his ghost gonna come back with thinks, instructions? He thinks ahead. Well, you gotta remember. No, I know. A lot of the scenes with him after he dies is flashbacks. It's flashbacks, I know. I and know. he's an old man. And Jigsaw is a prequel, so I know. Yeah. I gotta. I want to rewatch Jigsaw. Jigsaw is actually I, I one of the best it. movies in the whole Saw franchise. Um, I don't know. I would have to do like a Saw rank. If you watch it knowing it's a prequel, it's really good. It's a good movie. I like it. I, I don't understand all the hate on it. I think people. I, don't, I think it's because people are watching it. They want another soul. This isn't. This is something else. This is. This is like a a spinoff. Yeah. Watch it as its own movie. Yeah, and speaking of categories, Saw is in that gore horror. Saw's. Saw is that gore horror. I think Saw is one of the best horror movies ever made. It changed horror after Saw came out. There was. All these torture movies, yeah, and there's movies always, with traps, those kind of movies. Yeah, there's always those movies that really just kind of like invent their own space, like Blair Witch. Yeah, that you know? that was like the start of found footage. And yeah, then, what else? Scream. While I hate Scream, I have when a stranger calls, walks so Scream could run. Only the beginning. What do you mean? The beginning part's the main, the only part they ripped off. No, I know, but the whole premise of the of the first movie is that Sydney's being terrorized by this, like people are being terrorized by this person calling. Yeah, it is very similar to when a stranger calls. I don't know why no one, like especially that opening scene, the With blatant ripple. Yeah, and when a stranger calls, did it so much better. They built the tension and, mm-hmm. and scream like he calls her within a minute of the movie starting. Another one, um, single white female. I never opened seen its that. own category like that movie with Beyonce, Obsessed. Um, now I would say where the hand rocks the cradle. That's so good. Like, <laughs> did you like that? Of, it was good. All of those movies, like, there's always like that one point I of love origin those. movie. What's the origin for that? I would say single white female. No, what's that other movie with the Glenn Close? Fatal Attraction. I think, from as far as I know, that's 
I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, Fatal Attraction for that movie, but um, there had to be ones before. Single that. white female for Obsessed. I never seen that. Who's in that? Which Mike, one is Michael Douglas? I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know. Single white, but female. it's basically. Yeah. Did you ever see? She has a roommate. Her roommate's obsessed with her and wants to become her and kill her. I never seen it. Did you ever see Indecent Proposal? No. That's a good movie. This yeah. this rich, rich mofo is at a casino and he sees a couple, Woody Harrison, Harrelson, and Demi Moore, and he's looking at Demi Moore from across the casino. And they're at the casino because they're broke as shit, and they're like the only hope of them having any money is them winning. Just to gamble. Yeah, exactly. Like they're using their last ten dollars, mm-hmm. and this rich mofo goes up to them, and they talk a little, blah blah blah, and he offers Woody Harrelson like a shitload of money. Not right there and then. He pulls them into his office or whatever, and he's like. I'll give you this much money to spend one night with your wife. For him to spend a night with Woody Harrelson's wife. Yes. Okay. And, you know, they go to their hotel room and they're, like, thinking about it. They're like, should we do it? Like, they they don't want to do it, but they know it will solve a lot of their life's problems. So what do they do? And But also, at the same time, it will probably fucking destroy their marriage. And that's the movie. Do they do it? What happens when they do it? Da da da. Do they do it? They do it. Okay. It's a good premise. Yeah, it's good. Years, like, couple months later, Woody Harrelson finds the rich dude's number in her pocketbook, and he's like, what the fuck is this? Are you still talking? It's a good movie. It ruins their marriage. Yeah. It's a good movie. Good premise. Mm-hmm. Don't that sound good? Like, yeah, it sounds good. It's a popular movie. It's kind of, I don't even know what category you put that in because that could be like torment psychologically tormenting to a husband (laughs) yeah maybe just like drama and the night she goes on the date like they just show woody harrelson he's getting drunk he's all fucked up like no what am i doing Uh, like it's not only like your wife's with some other guy it's like damn your pride like Mm -hmm. i'm so broke that i have to sell my wife it's crazy. It's a good movie. Yeah, it sounds good. But um, I think we're going to wrap it up. We've been going for about a minute and almost 20 seconds talking movies. An hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> what did I say? A minute? Yeah. That's a short podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we didn't really have any topics we were going to talk about. We just wanted to start talking and it happened to turn out to be a movie podcast. And I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was good. Covered a lot of movies. Yeah. A lot of talk. If you guys enjoy Carol being on here, maybe I'll just force her to be on every episode. Okay. It's uh, it's probably funner than just hearing me talk to myself. And yeah, man, that's all we got. This is... Uh, well, I don't know. What should we title this? We'll figure it out later, I guess. New movies suck. Really? <laughs> A lot of the movies we talked about were like old classics and, you know, it's... New movies suck. All right, well, besides Don't Look Up. Well, there's 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 gems, but they're few and far between. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a new movie that doesn't suck. 
You know, at the same time, I haven't seen a lot of new movies either. Even the new movies that I think, oh, were so great, they came out like three years ago. Yeah. Like Us, that came out like three years ago. Yeah, any like new new, I can't really think of any. Newest I could think of is Malignant, because it was like unique. Yeah. But we'll think about it. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed talking movies. Let us know what some of your favorite movies, some of your staples, iconic movies. Um, And that's all we got. Thanks for hanging out. All right, guys. Have a great day. See ya.